Staying connected in a disconnected world is more important than ever. FSD Community, brought to you by Food Service Director and Menu Directions Conference, is a secure online platform designed to help non-commercial food service industry professionals through year-round education and networking. Membership is free for operators. Visit foodservicedirector.com slash community slash FSDC to learn more. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dig In. I'm Kelsey Nash, Editor-in-Chief of Food Service Director. And today we're going to be taking a closer look at New Mexico's Approved Supplier Program, an initiative that aims to give smaller minority-owned farms a better shot at getting their product onto diners' plates. To do just that, I'll be reading a story written by my colleague Benita Gingerella, which was published on our website last month. Before her current role as the Farm to School and Nutrition Specialist at New Mexico's Public Education Department, Kendall Chavez worked in a school in the state for over a decade. There, she noticed firsthand the shift toward incorporating locally grown food in school food service programs. Due to the lack of support for small farmers in the state, however, she saw that many schools were purchasing from the same large farms over and over, many of which were run by older white men. Today, Chavez and others are working to expand and diversify New Mexico's farm-to-school program through the state's approved supplier program, which was created in partnership with several departments in the state, including the Department of Education and the Department of Agriculture. Currently in the second year of its pilot, the approved supplier program aims to remove barriers that keep small farmers in New Mexico from getting their product into schools and other institutions. One of the pilot's first goals was to streamline the purchasing process. Since each school district and other non-commercial operators in the state can have their own requirements and price points, it can be a bit confusing for farmers. It's very problematic for a small-scale farmer who doesn't know how to sell it to an institution like a school, Chavez says. So the first line of thinking was to streamline those requirements across the state so that a farmer could access all the districts if they wanted to, using the same type of product, using a similar price point, and a similar vending onboarding process. Another obstacle farmers face is certification. Big commodity farms are able to pay the large fees required to become good agricultural practices, also known as GAP certified, as well as third-party audited, but that can be a daunting challenge for smaller minority farmers. Chavez and her team knew they would have to come up with a separate certification system that would be accessible to the small farmers they were targeting. I would say 90% of the farmers we work with through schools are five acres or less, says Chavez. The idea was, how do we create an alternate food safety certification system that is trusted and vetted by the state that doesn't require the farmer to pay thousands of dollars for every site visit from the auditor through the GAP or other third-party certification process? The state's Department of Agriculture worked to create a low-cost training certification program available in multiple languages that occurs every year and is paired with a food safety plan. In addition, the program offers training opportunities to help farmers better understand how to get their produce into schools and holds an annual meeting where food service buyers and member farmers can come together to participate in virtual networking. Once farmers complete their training and are certified, they are added to an approved supplier list. They go to districts, daycare centers, senior centers, and other program participants in July. One challenge the program faced early on was getting farmers to understand that the initiative would not cause them to lose customers. We have a lot of old school farmers that were not happy about this because for them, it meant losing part of the market, says Chavez. Using data from the school districts involved, the team worked to show farmers how the need for local ingredients far outweighed the supply and that there was enough demand to go around. 
Language barriers have also proven to be an obstacle when reaching out to smaller minority-owned farms. And the program, stakeholders have been working with partners in the Navajo Nation to translate training materials into their native language. Additionally, COVID-19 has brought in its own set of unique challenges. And faced with budget constraints and uncertainty of their own, Chavez says many food service directors have held off this year on expanding their farmer network. What we're seeing is that many of our buyers are just doubling down on their existing relationships and not expanding to anything new for obvious reasons, she says. She hopes that as the country returns to normal, operators will be more eager to purchase from new farmers, noting that it is an ongoing challenge. Still in its pilot phase, the goal is to have the approved supplier program formally rolled out by this summer. Chavez says they also hope to begin looking at how student-grown produce could be incorporated. And for school districts whose state doesn't have something similar to this program, Chavez encourages them to create their own process for how farmers can get local produce into their schools. I would say even for small districts and schools to really consider formalizing, even if it's not a request for proposal process, how they onboard farmers, she says, what their requirements are, what languages they include, and how accessible that information is to the community and then provide ongoing touch points for farmers to connect with your district. Get more insightful content like what you just heard on this podcast on the FSD community. Go to foodservicedirector.com community slash FSDC to learn more.